Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Friday, Pharrell's going out, minutes on the mahogany, waxing it up, 100, 200, a bad, seed, a broken, eight, a bad, apple with a bad, attitude, hate, a rat, a bad, under, bad, 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 We are live in the Magic City Studios in the Pharrell Palatial, right across the river through the woods from where I haven't seen Granny in a couple of weeks, I told you today, because she's been hitting that hybrid fire angel in New York City, the Big Apple, ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do that. All my friends, they come around, flat to flat to party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown, but a mess is tied to tatter, my brain just splattered all over Manhattan, shoot me, shake it, ooh. Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High this evening. 844-843-6879 is the number. I got to tell you, Carver High, uh, I'm finding uh, without the NBA, Without the Stanley Cup playoffs, with baseball only, I mean, that's really the uh, offering, you know, the uh, appetizer for tonight was the baseball only. And I'm finding that to be a drag. Yeah, I guess you could say tonight is kind of like a look into what, you know, maybe the next five or six weeks are going to look like a little bit, you know, we, uh, I mean, I mean, look, I, I do think that there is a couple of things, uh, you know, that are spicy. I mean, obviously tonight we do have some really major events going on this weekend. Now they're not going on tonight. Tonight is just baseball. I understand that, but at right. least in terms of us for the next two hours, we have some spicy events happening, whether it be uh, Connor and Poirier tomorrow night, the two soccer games, Game three of NBA on Sunday night. So there is some good stuff on tap for the weekend. But when you look at tonight as a whole, this is kind of a little bit of a look into the looking glass of what the next couple of weeks <laughs> might look like. Tonight <laughs> is awful. It is absolutely <laughs> awful. So uh, I noticed uh, this story before about, uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, about Boris Becker getting all kinds of heat. I did calling see that. a tennis player's fiance, quote, pretty, end mm. quote. So uh, he's getting all kinds of heat for, um, of course, he's a, a commentator for the BBC. And he was, uh, they were, they were doing the quarterfinals w- with Djokovic against Fuskovic, I guess this is the guy's name. I don't know the guy from Adam. He got his ass beat. He got his ass beat. That's who he is. Anyway, the guy was uh, joking. Uh, Announcer John Inverdale was making a joke about this guy's fiance, 
And I mean, listen, her name is something like Annette Bazermeni. And uh, he said, if you're a tennis player, it's always good to have a partner called Annette. The guy joked. And then Becker said uh, a comment about her good looks. Quote, they do say they have the most beautiful women in Hungary. I wouldn't know that, but she's certainly very pretty, end quote. And we welcome in all of our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 204, our satellite partners, Mightier 1090 in San Diego, near Tijuana, do you wanna? Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio, Hoorah, Soldier, Hoorah, it's Pharrell on a pain-free Friday on a bench with Carver High. So Boris Becker said that the... Tennis player's fiance was very pretty. And then uh, massive amounts of people took offense to it. The chief executive of women in sport criticized Becker for the, quote, objectification of women, end quote. And she said, quote, when two men are comfortable talking about women in this way, never mind on live TV, it shows there is still more to do, end quote. I got to tell you, honestly, I mean, <laughs> come the F on. I mean, yeah, I mean, the world is ending when some guy says, well, first of all, let me just say, I, I just want to be clear. Okay. I, I want to get this out there, you know, at least as clear as possible. Like, not only is this chick pretty, she's not even pretty. She's smoking hot. Smoke show hottie. I'm just, I did have dreams about her. How's that sound? I mean, this chick is so hot. Like she's a, uh, she starts traffic jams. I mean, this chick, you'd leave your family in two seconds for her. I mean, she's a homewrecker. She's, I mean, absolutely on fire. I mean, she gives the tennis player from Australia, uh, Tom Janovich, a run for her money. I mean, these are the two hottest chicks I've seen in a while. I'm so sorry that I find the women smoking hot. (laughs) I'm so sorry that you think I'm objectifying women. Oh, God. Here's the deal. 34C went out to dinner tonight with all of her smoke show hottie friends. They were all decked out in dresses, going to some fancy restaurant. And believe me, you, they dress like that because they know they're hot and they want every man in that restaurant to watch them all night long. All right, so uh, we're on the bench with Carver right now. Honestly, uh, and I'm not even... um, trying to upset anyone here or women in general, uh, far be it from me, uh, as much as I love women, because I'm a huge fan of women. And um, certainly uh, Carver High knows that to be true over the long many years you've been working with me. I've had a million uh, chicks on the show, whatever, chicks, women, ladies, girls. I don't know. Is there any word I'm allowed to use anymore? When it comes to talking about females, (laughs) 
It's so ridiculous to me. This I, I'm too old, apparently. I'll tell you what, I'm too cool, too. You don't like it? Have a sandwich with mayonnaise on it. Here's the deal. I've never met, I have never personally met in my life, I haven't met a woman that didn't want to look good. I, I still haven't met that woman. You know, the woman that just wants to be uh, ugly or terribly, uh, you know, uh, unattractive or just look like hell. I've never met that. I, I've never met that woman. Every woman wants to look good when she goes out or when she has like even, you know, the barbecue or the party or that goes to the pool or anything. They all want to look. They all want to look good. So do guys. Right. Everybody wants to look sharp. You know, remember ZZ Top, sharp dressed man, Carver High. You got the, you know, people go out, you go out to a, a dinner party or a cocktail party or a party or a bar or an event or a hockey game. Do you not want to look decent? I mean, do you not want to like, you know, take one last look at yourself before you go out to make sure you're not looking terrible, Carver High? Is that is that appropriate? Have yes. you ever met a, a chick in your life that didn't want to look good, that didn't want to no. look hot, that didn't want to dress well? Not. No. I mean, honestly, no. this is the most ridiculous thing I have ever heard in my life. This woman saying that Boris Becker is objectifying women because he said that this beautifully stunning woman is pretty. <laughs> I have never in my life been so offended by her as anything else. It's so ridiculous. Ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. You know, I bet I'll bet she's a real keeper too. that one. I'll bet she's just a real keeper. I mean, who in their right mind? I mean, have you have you seen this chick? Carver, I have you looked at I'm going to look looked look, up I'm the gonna, Boris Becker I'm scandal go, and looked at this I'm girl. Go. I'm looking right now. I, am I mean, this girl's so hot. When I looked at her, I almost fell over. That's how hot she is. So, and she knows it too. And she's constantly on Instagram doing photos of herself looking smoking hot. She doesn't do any ugly ones. She just does ones that make her look like a supermodel. Every single picture she's in, she's got champagne. She's wearing bikinis. She's on yachts. I mean, half naked. What, what, what else do we have to do to taunt us, apparently, into not saying she's hot? The stupid... I mean, this is so stupid. It's just dumb. I got a picture of her on a yacht over here. Over here. I got a picture of her drinking a mojita. I got, I got her at home in her tight jeans. I mean, come on. I, I told you, my wife went out tonight with all these chicks. Like, I don't know, some girl's going away party. She's moving. And I know the, I know the girl. She's really cool. And she used to be married to an NFL player and she's moving away and she lives in New York city and she's leaving. And, uh, so they're having a party for it. Some just super swanky restaurant in the city. Right. And, uh, they all wore like dresses, like hot smoking cocktail dresses to this going away party. I mean, 34C had it all going on. She went out today, got a dress, the whole deal. Because, like, she has all kinds of dresses. But apparently she didn't have the dress she needed for this party. Because she went out and got a different one today. And when she came downstairs, I was ready to hit the hay. I, I mean, she came down and, I mean, she looked like a knockout. I was like, let's go right now before you go. Let's go before you go. Get it in. 
let's just get one in real quick before you go. And she's like, get away from me. Don't touch me. So here's the deal. They were all, this chick came to pick her up and she looked like a million bucks too. I'm like, what is this? You guys going out to pick up men or something? What's happening here? I'm dressed in basketball clothes and a t-shirt and flip-flops. And I got all these hot women just to the nines. They were dressed. Do you think they don't want to be looked at? You don't think they want to be objectified? (laughs) I mean, what are you talking about? What woman in their right mind? I have never met one that didn't want to be looked at and checked out and thought that she looked good or that she looked attractive or beautiful or sexy or hot or sharp dressed or magnificent or incredible. I mean, come on. It's the, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I can't even take it. I can't even take this that I can't say anymore on this earth that women are hot. Screw you. Okay. I do it every day. I'm the devil. Know it, live it. I'm never changing. I'm going to do it until they throw me out of here and throw me off every network and throw me to the wolves, put me in, uh, you know, I said chicks are hot prison. Are you kidding me? Do you remember when I was on Howard Stern on Howard 101? You think I talked about any hot chicks there? You think I talked about any hot chicks at CBS for 25 years? Carver High, ever since you've known me, have I loved uh, looking at beautiful women? Yes, I remember we used to do the, uh, what did we do on, I forget which app it was, where we, nightly oh, we had Snapchat. The, the, the Snapchat, we had the pictures, and we'd, oh. uh, we had like a nightly feature there. It? I forget, but we had that was rolling a, for a while. zany radio bit? It was a zany radio bit, but that got ended because I guess they found out that we were printing all those pictures uh, in oh, the... Yeah. Uh, in, and out of those color printers over there by the sales department. So once they found out about that, they took all the color printers away. And then they took everything away. So suddenly we couldn't print any of the color photos anymore. And, and that didn't have it. the same pizzazz, black and white. You know, you needed the needed the color photos. But the but when we were putting out the photo of the day of a hottie of the day, it was very popular. Very popular. A lot of buzz. And I just and found I love uh, uh, I found this. I love beautiful. Woman. Have you seen her? I just saw it. Yes. I just saw. It. I mean Tell listen, me she's not hot. I, I'm Come not on. gonna sit here and tell you she's not. Absolutely not. She's of course no, she is. No, let me ask you this question. She's no Did joke. Did you see Tom Janovich? Uh who's Tom Janovich? She's the Australian tennis player that Berrettini dates that used oh, to be okay. Curios's lover. Uh, I'll have to look for her now. Listen, I'm not in project number two, project number two. We got to get you, we got to get you over to, so keep the photo of, uh, uh, here we go. Oh, that was quick. That was very quick. God. Yeah. Look through her cache of photos. Yeah. She's, she's got a lot of action here too. There's no question. I mean, I'm going to lean towards the, uh, the Italian guy's fiance, we're the hungry girl. We're gonna go there, right. and if we were just like, if we were being forced to, you know, pick a pick a side, you know, if we had, if we were allowed to do that, that's so you're going with the Hungarian. Was, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I went to Budapest, right? I actually went to Budapest, and it was funny because I was staying with my dad in this five star uh, place in in Budapest, and um, he passed out like because he was like seventy or something at the time. And he was out cold by like 9.30, and I was just out the door to the casino. 
and I, they had casinos all over Budapest. And I went to this casino to gamble. And I mean to tell you, I was in hot water with women. It was, it was on. I mean, I could have, uh, there were so many hookers and hot chicks. I thought someone was going to try to drug me and kill me. I thought <laughs> I wouldn't even order a drink. I was drinking. I was like, give me a bottle of beer. And I'd hold it with the, my thumb over the top of it. I was looking around like I was in a spy movie. I thought someone was going to drug me. But uh, the women there were very hot. I got to tell you, so sorry if that makes your day a little less gratifying. All right, so can you believe that the uh, Yankees, Carver High, are leading uh, the Astros in Houston and runners on second and third with one out in the top of the seventh facing Abreu, LeMayhew's up, and they have a two-run lead and runners both in scoring position to basically, if they can, if he can get a hit, they go up four runs. Yeah. No, a stunning uh, performance so far here tonight from the Yankees, who early on in this game, Scotty, I actually thought it's going to be same old, same old for the Yanks tonight because they they had a bunch of hits early in the game. They had a couple of guys on in the first and second inning. I think they had four hits in the first two innings, and they couldn't cash in. They couldn't score, and I figured here we go again, um, and now they, they were able to push a couple across in the fourth. They had the guardy. Uh, two-run double, and they're trying to piece this thing together. Now, here's why, even if they played these two runs, Scotty, they got to get nine more outs. We know how bad Chapman is in. I'll tell you this, though. Let me ask you this question. Here's a better one. Now, Cortez has done a great job tonight. He went four and two-thirds. Your boy, Lutke, came in. He's gotten the last four outs. So they got nine outs left to get. We know how awful Chapman has been. For the last two weeks, he has been just gasoline on a fire, Chapman. He's been brutal. And Chad Green has been excellent. We know Chapman's the quote-unquote closer, but if you're Aaron Boone tonight, are you right now with a lead in the seventh inning starting to think, I'm giving the ball to Green last in the ninth inning tonight? I would because uh, not only is Chapman awful these days and in a funk, but this is the scene of the crime. Yeah. This is... (laughs) This is the place that he gets lit up the most. This is the scene of the Altuve home run in the ALCS. The buzzer. Uh, This is this. I mean, this is where this is where it all came crumbling down. He's never been the same. He's never been the same since the Houston series. If you ask me, he's never been the same. So uh, I wouldn't let him anywhere near the mound tonight. They need to win this game. I mean, look. What they take two or three in Seattle, and then uh, yes, two out of three. Okay, so win this game tonight, and then win one more Saturday or Sunday. You win this series, win, 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 win. That's all that matters. Win, win games. First of all, I told you before, I'm convinced, utterly convinced, they have no chance uh, in the East. That's over. That's done. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're completely out of it. That that there's no way in hell they're passing the Rays and Red Sox, and either one of them. So the division's over. And I mean, don't even get me started. I, they like right now, if you ask me, they have no chance at a wild card either. I mean, 
I don't feel for one minute that they're a, a, a playoff team. Uh, the only way that it, it could happen, if you ask me, is if literally in – and I know this sounds absurd, but right, you know, right now they're nine back in the division, so that's over. And then uh, as far as the wild card, that's their only hope. They're four and a half back. So if they can win 65% of their games, 70% would be a miracle. If they can win 70% of their games in the second half – they would have a shot. Now, LeMay, who drives it into the corner, fair, and that's going to score both runs. Four zip, off the wall and left. So there you go. LeMay, who looking like himself again with the RBI double off the wall. Uh, so I'm saying, you know, win two of every three or sweep a couple series, come out of the break and beat the Red Sox, at least split with them. Don't get beat four or three out of four win three out of four, or at least split, and then the rest of the way play 70% ball. I mean, it's not out of the question that they could make the wild card. You know what I'm saying? If they if they could win 70% of the games, I mean, that's asking a lot with a team that's been as bad as they have, but they have a shot at the very least like, I have a shot with uh, Tom Janovich. I have a shot with the Hungarian. I do have a shot. I mean, you know, I'm a passionate fella. I love beautiful women. I'm after these beautiful women. Uh, 34C, hot woman. I'm after her. But when I'm two games over 500, you win tonight, you're three over 500. If you play 70% ball, Carver High, tell me that math doesn't work out, that they could actually, I mean, honestly, Seattle and Toronto are, are one game in front of them. That's nothing. It really isn't. Uh, I think the wild card is more where they're looking right now. They're not looking towards um, the division. I, I think that both of those teams are not slipping back. I'm with you 100%. I just think that that's, that's just kind of where they're at right now. They, they, can they do it? Absolutely. They, but they're, you're right. It's 70, 700 ball the rest of the way. And they got a lot of games left uh, with the Sox, including those four right after the All-Star break, which are going to be massive massive coming out of the break. They got to take three out of four. But I really don't. I, I got to tell you, um, they're one game over 500 in the Bronx. They're not a good team. And uh, the we talked to Pete Abraham on Coast to Coast. The Red Sox are a great road team. I mean, uh, they're 10 games over 500 on the road. I think when I had Abraham on, they were 11 or something. Uh, maybe 12, they lost those games to the Angels. All I know is they're a great road team, and the Yankees aren't even a good home team. They haven't. They it, that, And that's the hard part. They haven't even been good in the Bronx. They've been out-homered in the Bronx. It, it's sad. because they. And, and the other thing is, and we've talked about this for years, they have no lefty bats. Like, these lefties come in from other teams. They're whacking balls over the short porch in right field. You said it today, and we've said it for weeks. They need to go get Rizzo. That's what they need to go, go get. Go get Rizzo. I'll tell you another thing. They don't score runs. I mean, honestly, do you know that they have the same amount of runs scored as the Kansas City last place Royals? They have barely, they have three less runs than the Texas Rangers. They're in last place. Miami is in last place, and they're only... 16 or something like that behind the Yankees in runs. The Pirates, well, don't even get me started how bad they suck. Arizona is in last place, and they have more runs 
371 to the 358 for the Yankees. Now, the Yankees are putting up four tonight, so they're at uh, 62 or whatever, 362. I'm just saying runs. They don't score runs. They give up tons of runs. They've given up more runs than they've scored, obviously, with that crappy record they have. And But I got to tell you, it's. It, it, I'm not worried about you know Seattle and Toronto. To be honest with you, they can catch both of them. I'm worried about Tampa and the A's because you know as well as I do that Tampa and the A's are both better than the Yankees. I'll judge you. just beat out a single, uh, a grounder to third. The guy stood up, checked Lemayhu at the bag at third because he was off the bag. And he hesitated for like two seconds to see if he could get LeMahieu, which he couldn't. LeMahieu got back to the bag. And by the time he threw over to first, uh, Judge made it. It was a diving stop. He went over to make the play, but he had a wild throw. And it was not about the bag at third. It was not about LeMahieu. It was a bad throw. And it got the first baseman off the bag in the base path. And he missed Judge. And Judge... Uh, avoided the tag by leaning in, but never left the base path, just leaned in, and the guy missed it, and he was safe. And now they got runners on the corners, and I still believe one out. They're going to review this, and they are wrong. That's all there is to it. There is no way this guy is out. He's safe as hell. He is safe as hell. Uh, You know what they're trying to do, Carver High? Now they're talking to Dusty Baker. They're trying to see if he was out of the base path, and he wasn't. Yeah, Dusty's out there. He's not happy. Oh, what they're saying is he turned towards second base. Oh, so yeah. So he was – that he – he they're saying yeah. he's safe, but he did not turn towards second base. He turned back toward first. And to avoid the tag, it put him in the position of being in the base path or into the – into the turn, so it looked like he was making the turn, but he never was. He was looking back to first, but to avoid the tag, the the first baseman with his glove reached out to avoid the tag. He naturally, with his big body, had to could uh, get uh, to the left of the bag. Right? I mean, you saw the play. He he naturally tried to avoid the tag, and his weight took him toward the you know the turn. And they're they're not going to lose under review. There is no he's safe. There is no way they're going to uh, call him out. He didn't do anything wrong. So sure enough, and here comes old Dusty to argue it. And it's not going to matter because they've already made their decision. They've already gone to New York, and he's not looking for an explanation. He's changing pictures because he knows he can't change the decision after it's already been uh, reviewed right. and they've made their mind up. So four zip runners on the corners, one out in the seventh. So. I can't even believe what I'm I'm watching right now because I got to tell you, I think the Astros are, frankly, in my view, one of the most dangerous teams in baseball. Uh, 54 and 34, 20 games over 500, 28 and 17 at home, 26 and 17 on the road, four and a half game lead over the A's in the West, and I know they hate the Yankees. I know they came to I, they came to New York and kicked their ass earlier in the season. I can't believe the Yankees are winning tonight in Houston. I can't even believe it. The Astros were my number one play today. I've been hitting games left and right, but I, I'm going to get this one wrong, and I'm glad.
So, uh, Dusty with the right move. Uh, they change pitchers, get the double play, end the inning. It's still four zip Yankees uh, going to the bottom of the seventh. So, they got to get nine outs. We'll see what they decide to do, what uh, the machete man decides to do there, Aaron Boone, with uh, the nine outs. See how he uh, directs this. But look, you know, we're talking about these teams like the Astros, as I mentioned. They're flat out better than the Yankees. I'll tell you that much. They're 10 games better than the Yankees in the win column. Uh, They already kicked their ass when they played them in the Bronx. You know, if I were to look at it, uh, Houston's lead over the A's is four and a half. I don't think that's insurmountable for the A's, to be honest with you. So that is not decided in my view. Anything inside of five, I think, can be accomplished. And then the White Sox... Is seven and a half over the Indians, who had a, a back-to-back walk-off wins. They did it again tonight, 2-1 over the Royals, another walk-off. They did it last night, did it again tonight. But they're seven and a half deep, and everybody else is over double figures. Twelve and a half Tigers and, and uh, 15 and a half Twins, 16 and a half Royals. They're finished. So Boston and Tampa is still alive at two and a half. Race two and a half behind Boston. That is on. That race is on. The Mets, their lead over the Braves and Phillies is four, and Washington is four and a half. That lead is tenuous at best. Believe me, you, when you're only seven games over 500 and you're in first place and your lead is four, uh, everybody's chasing you. They all have a shot. All it would take would be a, a good couple of you know, 10-day runs where you play. If you get 8 out of 10 twice, you know, if if you get 16 out of 20 games, you're going to catch them. And that could very well happen. It happens all the time in baseball. The Brewers lead the Reds by 7 and the Cubs by 9, Cards by 10. Pittsburgh's finished in the Central. But I said it today on Coast to Coast, a 7-game lead for me with the Brewers who are 27 and 18 at home, 26 and 18 on the road. They're good at home, good on the road. I don't think they're blowing that. I really don't. I've seen teams like the Mets blow a seven-game lead with 17 to go, and Carver I knows what I'm talking about. I was on (laughs) SNY TV. You remember, I was on SNY TV in New York, the home of the Mets, and every day a seven-game lead with 17 days to go, and I was on the air for all of them doing a TV show in New York every evening. And it was very popular, too, by the way. It was Brian Custer from Showtime Boxing, and now he'll be on ESPN doing Sports Center by the end of the month. He's going to be doing all kinds of college football, you name it, and anchoring Sports Center. He's already doing, like, ESPN Radio, everything else. Good friend of mine, Brian Custer. He does Showtime Boxing still, and he'll continue to do that. I do all the Showtime Boxing as well. Um, Carver High Mafia, we all do it. So anyway, and the PBC for that matter. But anyway, Brian I, Brian was the host, and Brandon Tierney and I were the uh, two guys arguing. It was like a debate show called Wheelhouse. I was on every day, and I made fun of them till no end. I mean, they were blowing it every day. It got worse. Every day they lost. Over a 17-day window, they lost every game they played. And they blew, they blew it. They blew the lead. And... Basically, on the last day, I wore a noose on the air. <laughs> that pretty much was the last day I worked there. 
But I didn't care because they choked, and I'm not on the team. I don't care if it's the home of the team. I'm not into that whole, here, I'm going to suck up to the Mets because I work on the Mets channel. First of all, I didn't need the job. It was just easy money. And I did it. And I have no regrets doing it. And uh, no remorse, no regrets, another day, another death. I absolutely uh, laughed my way through it. Everyone remembers. They all know I did it. Everyone knows I did it. They, they'll never forget it. Like every day, it just kept getting worse and worse, and I kept abusing them and making fun of them. Here, here's a shot off the wall and the leadoff guy in the bottom of the seven. So here we go. Your boy Green and giving up a leadoff bomb off the wall in center. So they didn't put him in in the night. They put him in now, and he's already getting lit. So anyway, I made fun of him every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, and then they finally blew it. So you can be a good team and blow a seven-game lead, uh, even with 17 games to go in the season. I've seen it happen. So I don't trust the Mets with a four-game lead any more than I trust the weather. But I do trust the Brewers. I think they're good. I, you know. I don't think the Mets are that good. I mean, they're, they're uh, you know, seven games under 500 on the road. They're good at home. I'll give them that. They're good at City Field. But on the road, they suck. And if you suck on the road, anything's possible with a lead, blowing that lead. But uh, the Brewers don't have that problem. And then out west, it's San Francisco by a game over the Dodgers and four over the Padres. And the Padres at Petco are unbelievable, 32 and 17. But on the road, they're a game under 500, and that's been their problem. On the road, they have been, you know, basically average at best. Whereas the Dodgers are five games over 500 on the road and solid at home, 28 and 13. But we both know that the Dodgers have problems with their rotation now. They got Kershaw in the IL this week, just a couple days ago, and they've lost Trevor Bauer. We've talked about Trevor Bauer extensively on this show and on Coast to Coast on the Sports Grid TV side. Every afternoon we talk about Trevor Bauer. I honestly believe that guy is going to be a pariah for, I don't even know, maybe forever. Maybe maybe forever with what's happened to him at his own doing. Now, I know. Now, here's a little uh, blooper, but Judge will make the play uh, in right. So, look, let me ask you this question, Carver. Let's say the guy, let's say they don't arrest him because it's beyond me, frankly, why they haven't. It's beyond me why the Pasadena police have not arrested this guy. But it's none of my business, so I have no insight or skinny on why it is what it is and where this case is and what decisions are being made and why they haven't, you know, they, you got a judge gives a restraining order, but the, the PD won't arrest him. So if they haven't arrested him up until now, I have my reservations if they're going to do it at all. Do you think Carver High that they'll arrest him for what he's done? Now, listen, you know, as well as I do, he admitted doing it. So, I mean, when he says two consenting adults having rough sex and it's as simple as that, she asked for it. When he said that, he said, you know, I slept with her a couple times. We had rough sex. It is what it is. 
It's it's our business. So whatever she's saying happened, she's lying. This, that. She texted me a bunch of times and said she loved it. All this other. I don't care. I told you this over and over. When when you choke someone unconscious and then they wake up and you're parking in the garage, you know, the truck in the garage. I mean, I, I got to tell you, that's it for me. I'm done. All bets are off. You're You're busted. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you got. So tell me I'm wrong in that they don't have massive problems right now, the Dodgers, with their, you know, they got price pitching this weekend. And, you know, was that tonight or is that tomorrow? I can't keep That's track tonight. of all price, tonight. price is pitching tonight, yeah. Uh, okay, fair enough. But how, how do you feel about their situation with their pitching now and their problems and the and the media all over them? The national media all over them, the local media all over them, the newspapers, the L.A. Times all over them. Everybody's all over them and they won't talk because they got enough stress as a hot tea kettle on the oven. I mean, there is just a whistle blowing in the wind, right? Like, I I think they got nothing but stress. I'm with you. And and I think, look, they're clearly getting burned on this Bauer deal. We understand that. We know that they gave the guy a lot of money and there were concerns, not concerns like this. I mean, you can never predict something like this is going to go down. But the Dodgers and everybody else had to have some concerns with Bauer before they signed him. And I've been telling you, I don't think he pitches again this year. Unless what, what, something what happens. What were the, the problems before? Well, I mean, I mean he was, about? he was, uh, uh, you know, on social media. So cocky. Well, no, on social media, he was very, um, you know, he, he got into some Twitter fights with some women, put them down. He had some incidents in the past on social media that a lot of people did not like. So there were things like that, but nothing to this magnitude. Now, look, who knows what happens? Two weeks from now, there could be a big press conference and everybody says, you know, every, case is over. Case is cleared. We found no, no, no wrongdoing here. Who knows? I'm not saying that's going to happen, but we've seen stranger things happen. And then so maybe he'll you, pitch again. When you when you heard that she said that she consented to everything except being choked uh, unconscious, she said, it's okay, you can put your hands around my neck. You can uh, slap me, you can rough me up, you can spank me, all this other stuff. But there is no way I'll ever believe in, in a million years that any woman agreed to be punched Till she was battered and bruised. Uh, There's no way I'll believe a woman ever agreed to have her face punched and have black eyes. There's no way I'll ever believe that a woman agreed to have her face scrapped and scraped and cut and gouged. And I will never believe for one minute that when she woke up unconscious and woke up out of it and he was, I mean, I don't care what anybody says, raping her. From behind, that you can't tell me that's not rape. I, I don't. What world are we living in that you can choke someone unconscious? They're not even on this world, and they wake up and and they wake up to you forcing yourself on them uh, without consent. There's no way she would consent. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to choke me unconscious, and then you know do whatever you want in the in the backyard. You know, bring up the lawnmower. You know what I mean? I just don't believe anyone would ever agree to that. Who who in their right mind? You can't even make that up in a movie. 
You cannot make that up in a movie and tell me that that's uh, you cannot tell me that that's not rape. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care what the Pasadena PD says. I mean, pff, Christ, put the lump them in with all the corrupt cops. Why don't we while we're at it? Like, I mean, they're not even they haven't even budged on this guy. You know what? They don't even want to arrest him because he's he's a, uh, you know, multimillionaire, highest paid uh, player in baseball. And he's on the Dodgers. And, you know, they all suck up to them. I mean, if one of them, if if one of those PDDs in the Pasadena police pulled one over those Dodgers over, and they had a couple too many beers, you think they'd let them go home? I do. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not even questioning it. It's automatic. Anything is possible. Anything do you think possible. what I just said is true or not? Is that rape or not? Look, when you look at the 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 photographs that were put up of that girl and the story that gets depicted in that article. I mean, that sure sure sounds like it. Sure sounds like it. I'll tell you what. It is, okay? I don't sound like nothing, all right? And then not only that, she did go to the hospital. They're like, and they couldn't even fathom that it was true because they're so stupid. They're like, what do you mean? He choked you unconscious and raped you. What do you mean? Is that even possible? I mean, what are you, stupid? Carver High is very excited because in the next hour, we're going to talk about uh, the McGregor fight. He's very mad at me. I actually, there's very a couple things. Me, Carver High. There's, there's a couple things that I want to uh, discuss with that. We definitely want to have to discuss the McGregor fight. But I also want to talk about this guy, uh, the play-by-play guy. What's his name? John Anik. Is that the guy yeah. that does the play-by-play? Yeah. So he did uh, some interviews today. Right. And in one of them, he started uh, saying how the UFC has overtaken the NHL and that the UFC is now one of the four big sports in America. He says the NA- he said this this afternoon, NHL out, UFC in. So yeah, we've talked about we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Um, I, I think that I have a few things that. The UFC is not even close in terms of some of the stuff that the NHL does yet. Fair enough. All right, so let me ask. We'll get into that in the next hour. Let me ask you really quick. So back to the Dodgers for one second. Post Bauer, I could care less. I'll always believe he did it. So uh, I'm sure he'll get off with his money and his lawyers and nothing will happen to him. But I'll guarantee you one thing. Wherever he goes from from this day forward, including his own teammates, locker room and dugout, he's going to be disrespected and hated vilified, an outcast, and uh, he's going to be treated as a predator, a sexual predator. And I'll tell you another thing. When he goes on the road, fans are going to abuse the shack out of him. I guarantee it. It's automatic. I mean, the Astros just got a a get-out-of-jail-free card because Trevor Bauer's uh, enemy number one now, public enemy number one. He's Al Capone. Here's the deal. Do you think, real quick, in not so many words, that their season is in jeopardy because of this guy? I think that it's going to be a big problem for them, yes, especially if Kershaw is going to be hurt, too. They needed him to pitch. So it ruins their season. The Bauer thing will ruin their season. Yes. There you go. Carver High calling it Dodger season in peril. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.